Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, July 19th. It is 2.02 p.m. here in San Diego, California. And I've had fighters on. I've had coaches. I've, I've had an abundance of people on the show. But every now and then, you got to bring in the experts, right? The, the people with the, the hard-earned degrees to do it. So today, joining us on In the Fight is Dr. David Abbasi. David, thank you so much for the time. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is big right here. I mean, in terms of what you do, the last few weeks have, have been pretty big. So um, I guess we can start with two weeks ago, Connor breaks the leg. And right. since then, you're going to get speculation from Twitter. You're going to get your aunt saying that she was a nurse and that the leg looked like this happened. You're going to get the guy at the barbershop saying, oh, I had a buddy break his leg like that back in the day. But what we need is the black and white, cold, hard facts. So, Doc, that's what you're going to do for us here today. How's that sound? Good. Beautiful, beautiful. So, can I ask you this? From when you first saw the fight to now, what has changed most significantly for you? So, you know, the night of the fight, um, you know, I was watching it with friends and I, I guess I was in a little bit of disbelief um, because it's such a severe injury, um, you know, breaking both, breaking the tibia and the fibula. And not only that, but the severity of the injury, plus the fact the biggest star of MMA is undergoing this, this fracture. I, was, I mean, I remember watching it in, in disbelief um, and, you know, I, it, was, it was obviously very severe. Thankfully, you know, and the thing is, it happened so so quickly after Chris Weidman's, which was kind of shocking. And then we were having all these discussions now, like, why is this keep happening? Why is this keep happening? Before that, if you go back to Anderson Silva, do you remember what year that happened in Anderson Silva? Because that's that's the third part of this equation. That was all the way back in 2013. So it's been, you know, eight years almost since that one versus versus the recent Chris Weidman, Chris Weidman one, but then only you know, maybe a month or two apart between the Conor McGregor one, which, which makes it very, very um, strange. Um, so what's changed since then? You know, that weekend, you know, was getting a lot of messages, a lot of questions in media as well. Um, we found out, the, you know, a couple days after that it happened that he had um, undergone the surgery and we found out what that surgery was. It was in L.A. that he had um, stabilization of his tibia, the lung bone with an intramedullary rod. And then he also had plates and screws placed on his fibula to stabilize that. Um, and then after that, you know, you know, we're, we're, we, everybody obviously hopes Connor has a quick recovery and a, and a, um, a quick recovery. But um, now he, he's also been releasing and then he's been releasing messages that he may have had some predisposing injuries going into that fight, which kind of, um, I guess, starts a new conversation. Sure. So b before we dive into that one, Doc, real quick, right. um, what what makes what you do so cool, right? Giving us analysis on these these injuries that are going to happen every single time competition goes down. Very normal that these injuries are going to occur. But right. what I think the thing that you do that is so cool is you debunk the myths, right? Like we, we hear the rumors, we hear the people guessing what happened. Oh, I think right. it was this kick. I think it was that. I think it was him coming in with the injury beforehand. What has been the thing 
that people have gotten wrong the most in the last two weeks since the injury. So this this is what makes this you know this injury so unique versus the Chris Weidman one and the Anderson Silva one. Um, you know there was very obvious points. You could put your finger when Chris Weidman broke his leg. You could put your finger when Anderson Silva broke his leg. You can't really do that with this Connor injury. So you have many experts, and 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 I don't think you have to be a doctor to try to determine when this injury occurred. But you have a lot of people that are you know very highly respected in MMA breaking down the footage of, of, of the, the fight with Dustin Poirier. And a lot of them kind of point to different points of the match or the different points of the fight where they thought that the injury occurred. You know, we hear about, uh, we talk about, you know, uh, checking leg kicks, for example, right? So that is a known cause of causing these fractures, similar to, you know, Chris Weidman. He throws a leg kick. It's checked by Uriah Hall perfectly. That, that's what, how he sustains his fractures of his leg. And again, with Conor McGregor, we didn't really see that. So, you know, at first we thought maybe he was getting his kicks checked. Um, it looks like the ones that he did throw actually may have landed on the foot. So it's unlikely that energy traveled up to the tibia. There's other footage of him, you know, awkwardly kind of kicking Dustin Poirier to the thigh. There's his coach mentions that he threw a kick that was blocked by or hits uh, Dustin's elbow. And so people were kind of focusing on that. And then, you know, after the fight, Connor discusses and, and uh, shows messages that he may have had something going into the fight, or he, he said he may have had stress fractures going into the fight. Um, and so th that's how this one's a little bit more unique. There's not a specific point in time where you can clearly say this is where the injury occurred. And so that's what's kind of fun is um, we can all discuss it together and, and, and together, you know, we can try to come up with the best um with, with our best idea, but it was definitely not as clear as the other uh, injuries that, that sustained these, these very serious injuries. Makes, makes total sense. Um, and, you know, from a lot, at least from my side of things, the, the cheap kick into the elbow makes the most sense. It right. looks like it, you know, he takes, lands the kick blocked by the elbow, takes a step back and you, there seems to be some instability right, right. in the first step. The following step is when the break happens. Right. You know, you're the expert here, so I'm I'm leaving all of this to right. you. Right. Now we can dive into though the aftermath of this all. So Connor releases information that he's gonna say, Oh, I have a documentary coming out. I came in with stress fractures. And actually, if you wouldn't mind at some point explaining, you know, the difference between a stress fracture and then like right. your more typical hairline, uh, a clean break, all those things. Right. And then um, the other side of that conversation to the to the X-ray that you zoomed in on so well is how could they get by the commission? How could they allow this to happen if this was the case? So I right. feel like those are the two sides of the conversation. Which one is more interesting to you? I think they're both interesting. I think they're very mm -hmm. they're both interesting. So. Yeah, I, 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 so he released some pictures and I zoomed in on a picture that he was taken at a doctor's office. It was very obviously taken before the fight because, so it wasn't an x-ray, it was actually an MRI, okay? So it was an oh. MRI of his ankle. Um, so they were looking at the ankle and this, and, and again, and this is one image. So, you know, if you put an x-ray up in front of an orthopedic surgeon or you put an MRI up in front of an orthopedic surgeon, we're going to zoom in. We're going to look, we're going to look at it. So to be fair, that's only one image. So obviously, I can't make a full conclusion. My comment: How many were, would how many would you normally take 
if you were like if you were the the surgeon there right. how many mri pictures would right. you take so mris mris usually have hundreds of images on an mri so it's basically wow. going you're going millimeters at a time um you're going millimeters at a time usually like up to, like three millimeters at a time going from cuts of the bone um, if there was a sick, however, the cut that he did release, if there was something significant in terms of a stress fracture, that cut most likely would have shown it. The other thing that's interesting is it's an MRI of the ankle, not of the lower leg or the, the tibia fibula area. And there doesn't seem to be any signal in that area. But if he released more images that, that could definitely corroborate, you know, his story, there was just, you know, potentially some inconsistencies in terms of the way he was moving, uh, the amount of uh, kicks that he was throwing, it's not something that we would typically see uh, from a patient with a stress fracture or stress injury. And all, on top of that, so I, you know, guys, people that follow me online, I, I take care of a bunch of pro uh, UFC fighters and pro MMA fighters. I'm their personal orthopedic surgeon, for example. A lot of these guys have something going into fights, okay? If, if we canceled fights, for somebody having, you know, some kind of a medical issue, you could expect maybe one to two fights per week. I mean, it's that serious. <laughs> Guys go in with, you know, bad ligament, uh, tears of ligaments, uh, um, you know, just recently popped ribs in and out of place, may have, you know, stress fractures. So this is not an uncommon thing. And at the end of the day, you know, his personal orthopedic surgeon would have gone over all these images. And, and, and then the decision comes up to Connor. The decision is up to Connor. Does he continue with the fight or not? Um, I would say one of the immediate reactions, at least from me, my peers, the the circle that I, I kind of communicate with the most was if a fighter is going to come into a fight with a broken leg or a minor stress fracture and, and uh, a description of the difference between a stress fracture and then a standard fracture would be great. But from the gambling perspective, right? People are going to place large wagers on these fights. And then to have an announcement after the fight that someone's coming in with a broken foot, what do you make of like that type of conversation? How do you fix it? Is there a way to fix it? Because I'm not really sure there is. A way to, a way to fix what? Uh, the announcement of a fighter having an injury before the fight, you know, from a gambler's perspective, that's information I would love to know right. before I place this large wager. Is there a way to kind of fix that dilemma? I mean, you know, taking care of these guys, we want to be very careful what kind of information gets released. We're very obviously hush-hush. You never want to release a weakness to an opponent. Um, so that's that's not mm. – and obviously doctors are bound to yeah. not release that type of information. You know, we, you know, we wouldn't release that type of information. And that's from a personal doctor standpoint. Now, the commission doctors are different. So going back to that question of how could a commission doctor have missed that? I'll tell you, there's there's almost absolutely no way they would have picked something like that up if they didn't know, if he didn't claim that on a history form, if he didn't let them know that he was seeing a doctor for a stress fracture. Look at the way Connor started that fight. Look at his movement. He's kicking with that thing. On a physical exam, there's no way you're going to pick something like that up. So yeah. the commission doctors are different than the personal orthopedic doctors. So every fighter will have their personal doctor that takes care of them. We get them, you know, we inject them, we go to surgery with them, we do MRIs on them. The commission doctors are different. They will meet the fighter the day before the fight. They'll do a history and physical. 
They'll listen to their lungs. They'll listen to their to their heart. We'll ask them questions. They would have fill they would have filled out a, a history form in, uh, claiming what if any injuries that they're dealing with. Uh, they'll answer personal medical history problems. Well, we might ask them, you know, do you have any orthopedic complaints? Do you have any any things that I should know? And the question would be, would Connor have responded to that? And if he, for example, now what makes me kind of um, unique is I do both. Okay, so I'm I'm, a, I'm personally an orthopedic surgeon for UFC guys, and I'm also on the Florida Commission, and I do ringside fighting. So if if I was a commission guy, and the guy feel, and I'll tell you this, they don't tell you anything. If these guys want to, they show up, they want to fight. They're not going to say, oh yeah, my, my arm's killing me. That's going to, that's going to start a series of more questions, right? So if they fill out a history and they claim that, yeah, I have a stress fracture that obviously the red, you know, your, the alert goes off in your head. And then we're probably starting a discussion of, okay, then I need to see a clearance form from your orthopedic surgeon that you're cleared to fight. That would be the next natural step. And I think it's very unlikely that Connor or any fighter that is there to weigh in the day before the fight is going to admit what's going, you know, what, what's going on medically. Because then it also you get back to you don't want to release any weakness, potential weaknesses. It makes total sense. Doc, thank you for the patience in these explanations. I apologize for my lack of understanding. But I think to a lot of people, it's just jargon, right? We're like we we hear these words that we don't necessarily understand. So what you do, I, I'm very appreciative of. Thank you for those explanations and, and dumbing no it problem. down for dumbing it down for no, stupid okay. people no, like I me. It can be complicated, but there's different roles. Doctors have different roles. So the personal orthopedic surgeon is going to know everything um, with Connor. The guy on the commission that's examining the day before may know very little about him. He may know what Connor answers on a, on a one-page questionnaire. So it's, it's very different. And it's that it's that commission doctor who's going to make that decision. Is he is he okay to fight tomorrow? That's all he's that's all he's interested in um, answering. So, um, real quick, what is the difference between a stress fracture? Like, what is a stress fracture? Right. So, so let's let's start the opposite way. So, if a fracture would be that you you have you have a bone that's completely displaced, or the fra uh, a fracture it's it's completely broken. And the two pieces have completely separated. So in a stress in a stress fracture, you don't have any separation. Okay, and sometimes it can just start with a very subtle signal on an MRI, like a white a white signal on an MRI on that sequence that he released, for example, which basically shows that there's increased signal or increased water or blood in that region because something is going on with that bone. So there has been no separation of the bone just yet, but there is something potentially brewing. Okay. Okay. And that, that makes sense. Just wanted the, that clarification. Right. Doc, when did you kind of get into the, uh, the, the combat sports world? Was that always something you had, you had planned on doing? Or have you been a fight fan for a while? Or how did, how did that kind of come about? So I would say I've always been a fight fan. Um, I actually, so I wrestled back in the day in high school. And um, I've done a few years of jujitsu. And uh, I was the kid, you know, I was the kid back in the day, I don't know, I might date myself, but we had Blockbuster and I was the guy renting UFC one at Blockbuster when everybody else was renting movies. So I've always had a love and an appreciation. I would say any weekend I would rather watch a, U a random UFC uh, fight night versus a Super Bowl, for example. So I'm always up. I'm always watching fights. 
I'm friends, you know, I'm, I'm doctor to a lot of fighters here. I'm friends. I'm usually watching them at, a, at another, a co, you know, a fighter's house. Um, but it's just something I, I enjoy. It's something I love. And I, and I love taking care of these guys and helping them reach their maximum potential. So obviously like, you know, for us fight fans, it's very clear. We want these guys to have long careers. We want them to be healthy. We want them to have long lives. Is ew, Excuse me. Is there a rule or is there something that is a common occurrence right now in the, in the fight world, in the, in the combat sports game that bothers you? That you said, like, how is this still the rule? Like, if you were in charge, if you were Dana White tomorrow, what's the first thing where you say, like, oh, we're changing this it is going into place this week for the UFC? That's a, I mean, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if I've ever thought of that. I mean, can you, can you give me an example? It seems like you're, you ha- you're coming from somewhere that you have something on your mind. Okay. Well, I, I would say um, the 12 to six elbow is a, is a commonly discussed uh, rule, you know, saying that it's really dangerous. Um, I would say Nate Diaz's um, stop fight against Jorge Masvidal with the cut is commonly talked about. Um, should a fighter be able to continue after their arm breaks? We had the uh, the arm break a few weeks ago. Was that Jacare Souza, right? Who had the the arm break? So just um, your perspective on these things fascinates me. So I was just curious if if you were in charge, what's right. the what's the one thing you would change? I mean, that's I mean that's a good question. You you always want to be looking for improvement, um, you know. And so to reference these recent leg injuries. I was having a discussion with Chael Sonnen and he was asking me is, should we implement potentially shin guards, um, shin pads? And, he, and mm-hmm. I think he's a proponent of potentially bringing that in. Um, and I think it's, it, it's a discussion we should have and not for the sake of, Oh, it absolutely, that's, that's, that's the solution. But I think we have to be open-minded. How can we make the sport better? How can we make this, uh, the athletes careers longer? Because, when you have a major long bone fracture uh, like like Connor, that's gonna that may potentially change your destiny. Um, so I think we have to be open minded in terms of how can we improve, how can we can continue to make this this uh, sport safer. So, and then the other one, I guess, and this is the most complex of them all, is you know the trauma to the head, the CTE conversation, and then you have last week Chris Matinho, where he is a fan favorite now, right? It is the right. performance. It is a store performance, right? Persevering, hard work, toughness out his ass. I've never seen anything like it. Right. At the same time, that takes right that that comes with a cost. So when you see something like that, what what what's your reaction? You know, I was I was watching that fight, and I got to be honest, and, and I'm a ringside doc. I I don't know if there's a person alive that did not want to see that fight finish, um, yeah. just because. Man, you had you had to have so much respect for the way he just kept coming forward and in a in a lopsided fight, um, and you know to me he didn't really look mentally compromised. But again, you know there's long term implications, which which we, you know we don't know everything about mental health and and CTE. So I can definitely you know I, mean, I would never criticize anybody for stopping that fight. But man, I would have loved to just have him finish off those last 20, 25 or thirty seconds just for that moral victory. Because I mean that 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 was uh, that was very gutsy. Yeah, I'm so immediately the fight ends and I'm like, oh, that is brutal, right? You want to see the moral victory as you're talking right. about. 
And I woke up the next day and I thought about how I felt. And I thought about how Chris Moutinho felt waking up the next day. And I said, maybe I'm okay with it. And yeah. my, my mind changed a little bit. It took me yeah. 24 hours. It took me 12 hours. In the moment I was pissed, right? Get, I, I took a breath. And the next day I woke up and I was like, you know, what, what are we talking about here? Right. If, this, if this gave them a few more months, then it's a no-brainer of a decision. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, we, I think a part of all of us loves to root for the underdog and he was a ma- you know, massive underdog. And really, even if it meant that moral victory, I think we were all cheering him on to try to finish that fight. But I mean, you cannot, you cannot criticize the referee for stopping that fight. I mean, he was taking a lot of punishment. Um, and so we have to, we have to, we have to think about his long-term health too. Doc, those are all the questions I got, but I'd love to uh, have you share socials, all that stuff, where people can find you, where they can find your uh, your work, because I'm enjoying it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I mean, you can follow me on um, Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and even TikTok. And if you guys enjoy uh, my medical breakdowns, you can uh, check those full breakdowns out on my YouTube channel. Beautiful. Guys, check it out. Dr. David Abbasi, he's game right now with these medical breakdowns doc your work is much appreciated it is necessary to the sport i'm incredibly thankful and i feel like i learn something from you every single time i read or consume your work so thank you very much appreciate it my pleasure thanks for having me yep we'll talk again take care doc take care